Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I'm a big fan of wisdom, as you know. There's good intentions without wisdom not only don't produce good, they produce bad. So I'm reading a book that has a lot of wisdom. Women Who Win at Love. Suzanne Venker and John Townsend, Ph.D. Suzanne Venker also has a podcast. I'll tell you about that in a moment. The book is wonderful and uh, would drive uh, most uh, most professors at uh, Women's Studies Department to homicidal thoughts. Suzanne Venker, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for having me. For, first of all, tell everybody about your podcast. Okay, so it's pretty simple. It's just my name, so the Suzanne Venker Show. V-E-N-K-E-R, folks. Right. S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-V-E-N-K-E-R, and you can literally just Google the Suzanne Banker Show, and it'll get you to all the necessary places you need to be. And how often do you do it? I do it right now just once a week. That's about all I can manage for the time being. So it comes out, it shoots out every Monday. Very good. And can you hear past uh, installments? Oh, yes, for Uh, sure. Okay, good. So, folks, here are some of the guiding principles at the end, conclusions. Four final thoughts. Accept that, one, accept that your own faults along with some of your partners are permanent. Two, recognize each other's sexual and emotional needs and build them into the way you live. Three, make sure you like, not just love, the man you marry. Four, don't have a fancy wedding. I'm telling you, I could have written this. Which is a compliment to you. It's not. A, it's not. It does not undercut how good it is. It just shows how in sync I am with you. The uh, we just uh, my way of putting the first one is everybody's a package. You you can't say oh if only there were this person without this trait. <laughs> no, it's it, like can I have a this this from this person? I'll take this one. That's that. right. I'll yes. That. Yes. Exactly. People yeah, do that. Yep, go on. Nothing, just not reality at all. So one of the reasons why I think that's, you know, I think because of this top-heavy world we live in where women are given so much um, attention, let's put it that way, um, and what they need in a, in a man, that they are never really held to task for what they bring to the table. So there's just a lot of looking at what men need to do better, but not at themselves. And so... Part of the reason for putting that there was to understand, hey, you bring things to the table, too, that aren't so great that a man or a husband has to deal with. Why do we not ever talk about that side and make it seem so one-sided? You have great stuff here. I mean, also, you know, you're a woman writing, so you have more credibility, presumably, than I on at least this matter where... Where you write about, you know, uh, maybe even if you're not in the mood, you might want to have, you know, when you don't, when you say when you don't initially feel like it. Yes, exactly. Because life can't be determined by moods, and nor can marriage. And then you have no. another. Go on. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, then you write another thing in the, in the chapter before I do. As a woman, you only have so many chances to establish a serious relationship with a man, so it's costly to not be intentional about your love life. Those months and years you spend in relationships that don't end in marriage 
are not only emotionally draining, you end up wasting valuable time. Your primary assets on the mating market, youth and beauty, will rapidly decline, but his will not. This is, folks, politically incorrect, as I am now come to realize, among other definitions, means it's wisdom. Wisdom is politically incorrect. That's a great way of putting that. That's really excellent. So, you you know, you're right. If I had said this or written this 40, 50 years ago, I'm not sure people would bat an eye. That's right. But to point out these obvious biological differences between the sexes, sadly, needs to be, um, we need to tend to that issue and, 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 and sound an alarm because there's absolutely no attention given to that fact. And so that's kind of the point of the book. The undercurrent, as you probably can tell, is that men are men, women are women. Here's some things we bring to the table. Human nature doesn't change. We may change as a society, but guess what? We have to marry the, that so-called progress, and of course not all of it's progress, but we got to marry these changes with what... Yeah, all right, hold on there. Got to take a quick break here. Hey, everybody, you want to do good? Click on the ADF banner. By the way, getting into the habit of supporting good causes is one of the beautiful habits of a life. That's true self-esteem. That's earned self-esteem. Help the people who fight. These are the people who supply free lawyers for people who can't afford the lawyers for religious freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom, 800-469-9656, 800-469-9656, or the banner at my website, DennisPrager.com. She has a podcast each week, Suzanne Venker, and a terrific book, Women Who Win at Love. I assume that you have not just seen, I had not, uh, a, a dear friend of mine sent it to me, this video that was made by Citibank with little girls in it. Have you seen that? I hadn't until you said it in the last half hour, and I heard that, and I looked it up. And so I'm, I have it on my agenda to <laughs> look into it. But I got the gist of it, yes. It's you know, terrible. You know that I, their agenda, the left's agenda, the progressive's agenda, the feminist agenda, is to produce unhappy women. No question about it. I mean, and of course, you have to start with the younger you start, the more successful you are. That it's the younger set, really anybody under 20, whether you're college or as young as these kids in this commercial, that's how you get them. Get them young while they're still being formed. And that's one of the reasons that I wrote Women Who Win at Love, because it is literally the only, that I'm aware of, non-feminist roadmap for women about how to have a happy life. It's the complete opposite of everything they're taught on campus, and even in high schools and elementary schools, and certainly via the media and in the culture. And they need something else that shows them the way that truly, truly um, honors who they are as human beings, and rather than just being used for a political purpose, which is, of course, what feminism is all about. about they, have, they have these girls, ages 10 to 13, saying, oh, I want to be a boss. So remarkable. First of all, I'll tell you this. If 10 to 13-year-old boys said that, I would have contempt for them. That's what you want to be in your life, a boss? That's, that's, your, that's your contribution to humanity is to be a boss? But if girls say it, oh, that's terrific. 
So right. I was thinking, That's- since they're all into feminine strength, right? The women should be strong. Girls should be strong. Nothing, it takes no strength for a girl, a teenage girl or, or younger, to say, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a boss, a lawyer. It, it, it takes no strength. Strength is, at this time in history, I would like to get married and raise a family. That's a strong girl. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's the complete reverse of back in the day. It's just been completely reversed where if you want to say, and of course so many people in college, women in college don't dare say, I want to get married and have a family or I want to have babies. God forbid you even say the word babies, you know, babies undercuts the whole. Well, no, if you said, I want to have babies without, without a man, you would be oh, respected. You're right. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, it's that husband, that man, and then we, we want to you know, make sure we don't say. So just wanting to get married, wanting to have a husband and babies is absolutely taboo to the point where college women cannot factor in this, this, this huge aspect of life that is going to have more effect on their happiness and well-being than anything else they do in their lives. And they're going to come up against that in about 10 years, right, from the time they graduate from college if they have not focus on that most significant part of their life, they are going to struggle in their 30s. So part of this this book is about helping you map out a life that incorporates this not just equal but bigger part of your life, that you, it's going to become bigger the older you get. And how you date in your 30s is very different from your 20s. So there's a lot of politically, as you said, incorrect stuff in here that you'll never hear in the media because it's, as you say, wise or just, just factual and true. Um, but it under the political goal of quote-unquote equality. Did you go to college? Did I go to college? Sure. Where? I shouldn't say it that way. Sorry. Yes, I did go to college. I went to Boston University. Did you have these views there? So, great question. I did, and I can guarantee you I was the only one saying it when I did. I mean, when I was talking about how to map out my life, which I have done since day one, all around marriage and family, People looked at me kind of like I was crazy. Now, it was not not the way it would be today, because this was the 80s. So it still wasn't, you know, it was unusual, but then I was also in a big city school up east. I live in the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. So people there, let's face it, are different. Geographically, this matters, this whole conversation, because in the middle of the country, it's not so unusual to do that, or at least it wasn't in the 80s. But you're right. I did think very, very much outside the box as a young person, and that made all the difference in the world in the life I have today. And that's why I feel so strongly about helping young women achieve that, because I really, truly believe they're being screwed for the purpose of a political agenda, and it is just so wrong. And that Citibank... Somebody ought to write a book, maybe you, a... a, a what? Remember... The- I don't know if you would uh, would remember, but there was the saying, you know, a, a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Uh, imagine if somebody wrote a book today, a woman without a man is like a fish without water. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 <laughs> By yeah. the way, I believe the same about a man. I believe a man yeah. without a woman is a fish without water. Right. I, you see... It goes- Right. Yes, of right. course. They, they, we need each other. It's it's so. It's but the so equality f- means the equality agenda, of course, ruins that because you're supposed to be the same or interchangeable, and it's completely 
obliterated marriage and relationships. People don't know who's supposed to do what anymore. There's none of that yin and yang and masculinity and femininity and beauty of sex differences going on anymore. So young people are lost about how to have a relationship. You have to have that knowledge about biology and and yep. how the male-female dance works if you're going to be successful. All right, let me tell everybody to go to your podcast, Suzanne Venker, V is in Victory, E-N-K-E-R, and the book, which is up at DennisPrager.com, Women Who Win at Love. Keep up the good work, Suzanne. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome. The Dennis Prager Show.